Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another session of BU Live. I am so excited about the conversation that we're going to have this evening because I'm bringing a new uh, series, which is focused on marriage, parenting, family, and beyond. And BU Live mission, of course, is to provide relevant, thought-provoking, insightful information about life and always, always focus on unlocking your potential. So this evening with us, I am excited to have with us Sharon Harris. She is an executive chef, a mother, a sister, a nana, a TT <laughs> entrepreneur, and she is my mama. <laughs> <laughs> also have with me today the very beautiful Bernadine James. She is a librarian, a songstress, a seamstress, a mother, sister, and also my amazing mother-in-law. <laughs> and, and then last, but certainly not least at all, Mr. Aaron Jones. He is an entrepreneur, salesman, father, husband, mentor, mentee, and the love of my life, my husband, Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm so excited to start this series. As a coach, my family has been the core of me discovering my purpose. With that being said, I'm honored to have my mom, my mother-in-law, and my husband with me tonight. Just to give some background, my husband and I have been together since we were 16. Not your typical story, but we've been <laughs> together since we were 16. And when we were in school, there was this thing the seniors had called Senior Wheel. And I remember, I think it was our junior year, the Senior Wheel was that he and I would be married and have kids with wheeze and wave. <laughs> oh, no. They were predicting our future, right, babe? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so let me tell you, marriage, parenting, or family isn't a cookie cutter thing. There are trials, there's ups and downs, tears and fears, and everything in between. So, first question. All right, so after nearly 16 years of marriage, what are some of the things, babe, that you would say that you have learned and that you do different than what we did had in the beginning? Uh, first and foremost, I thank you for this opportunity, uh, babe. Uh, it's a great idea to have this call. Um, what have I learned over 16 years? I learned so many lessons. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, I think we've matured. Um, we, we, we've grown tremendously over this past 16 years because we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have a manual. And, you know, Lord knows we went through our ups and downs, our struggles and everything else, you know. Um, so it's really a blessing by the grace of God that, you know, we survived and we got into the other side of you know, uh, being friends, you know, I think that's the most important thing uh, with us is that, you know, becoming friends, being, you know, you being my best friend and we being able to share pretty much everything, you know, we have a lot in common, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, going out, you know, we have so much in common. I think first and foremost, if I had to take away anything is our friendship, you know, through everything that we've been through, um, our friendship has remained the same, you know, ups and downs, uh, friendship has remained the same. And I think that was the glue that kind of helped us to forgive each other, 
you know, over the years, because we've made a lot of mistakes. Those that have know our story, we've made a lot of mistakes, serious mistakes. Uh, but our friendship and our love for one another, our love for our children and, you know, our faith, you know, our faith in God, you know, really just kept us together. And, you know, I pray to God, you know, that, you know, we have 30, 40, 50 more years, you know, together. So, yeah. Yes. So I adding a question in there, mom, ma, did you <laughs> ladies think that seeing us as young kids that we would still be together or or the fact that we're married and we went to high school together is definitely y'all literally raised us <laughs> yeah i saw us grow up together right you my mother-in-law probably wanted to kill me a few times <laughs> so what are your thoughts about <laughs> about this journey that we've had well, I think that every marriage has their problems. Every relationship does. But, you know, I feel what God puts together, it will last. And I remember when you graduated and I sent you off to Kansas City. It wasn't two weeks later, Aaron said, I'm going to. I said, well... <laughs> We can't keep them apart, so I guess they're going to remain together. And so far, so good. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, just to see him leave that time, at that time, you know, it was, it was real different in the house after he was gone. And I knew he had a lot of uh, lessons to learn because, you know, we do. That's how we, that's how we grow. That's how we have arrived where we are now. Right. Um, do I think, how do I feel that, you know, did I think that they were going to make it? Um, yes, I did. There were, there were times when I was, I would have my little doubts, but, um, you know, they stuck it out there and they, they stuck in and they talked their way through it. They're, they, like they say, they cried, they prayed and, and, uh, you know, we're here today. Yeah. Very much so. So next thing I want to talk about, because I know growing up in the South, these are definitely conversations we had. So with everything going on the world in the world right now, specifically relating to the Black Lives Movement, what does, or I'll go what did, because both our moms, all our children are grown. I have one brother in college, but um, what conversation did you have i know the conversation that mama you had with me growing up about you know being black and of course all the things that we saw in the south but now in the times that we are now especially i know with my baby brother being in high school and my you have cameron both of us have baby brothers they're the babies what is the conversation look like with josh and cameron with the black lives matter and all the the visuals that we can see now with um, police killings. So what are your thoughts and what does that conversation look like? I well, guess, Ma, you could go first. Okay, well, um, they, they grew up knowing that there was a difference between the black and white because their dad always told them about, you know, when they go out, how to do, and if they go to a club, you know, or somewhere on, you know, to a party or whatever, 
you know, don't drink. If you put your glass down and you walk away from it, you leave, don't, don't drink it again. So they kind of had to talk about, you know, life as, as black, as black, as being black in America. So, you know, and now with things so, so fragile, you know, I, I'm, a lot of the times, you know, I'm, 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 I'm afraid when he, when he leaves and, you know, I'm relieved when he comes home. Because even though they know, things happen. Things mm -hmm. happen. So, you know, first and foremost, you know, our relationship with God is, is the most important thing. So once we have that uh, relationship with God and then we put them in his hands and we pray and believe that God is going to protect them and take care of them and bring them back home safe. I mean, that's all you can do. Because, you know, if, even if I roll with him, things could happen. You know, I can't be with them 24 hours a day. So, you know, we have to allow them to be themselves and trust God to watch over them. And mom, I know Josh is, Josh is the, he takes being the baby to the heart. So what is that conversation look like with my baby brother? Well, <laughs> always just tell Josh don't, Try not to put yourself in a situation where, you know, things can get out of hand. And these days and time, things don't have to get out of hand. And, you know, I always just pray for Josh. I always try to tell Josh to, um, you know, just believe and pray. You know, God protects you as you walk out this door and going to bring you back home safe. And my prayer is, you know, that God watches over him and protect him. And if he do get stopped, my prayer is that whoever stopped him, God touched their mind not to bring no harm onto my child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, because sometimes, you know, a mind can be played upon and called to do some things that you would normally do. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, pray that God keep him in his right mind, not to bring the harm up on my child or anybody else's child, you know. So that's just one of my biggest things is just God keep him covered. Mm -hmm. yeah. And babe, I know this is a conversation that we actually had with the kids lately. And some people wouldn't even understand having to have a conversation with your kids about how to behave if you're pulled over by the cops or even if you're in your neighborhood and someone, you know, sees you and just assume whatever. As, as a Black man, what at raising Black men, what does that conversation look like for you and how does having that conversation feel? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, to echo what my mothers uh, both said, you know, uh, I teach them faith first and foremost, you know, that when we put our faith in God, that's all we have, you know, I mean, and I, I was raised to where, you know, when we pray for things, you know, uh, the Bible said he will withhold no good thing from them that love him, you know, so I, I really I instill that, you know, down in them. And I also teach them respect. In order to get respect, you have to give respect. So I'm old school. I believe in yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, so, you know, uh, my prayer is that, you know, if you ever pulled over by the police is that you, first and foremost, 
comply. Hello, officer. You know, uh, you know, uh, may I ask, you know, uh, why you were stopping me? You know, how are you today? You know, just common courtesy, you know, um, and I pray just like my mother-in-law was saying that their hearts are touched as well, not to bring any harm to my children, because first and foremost, they're ambassadors. They're an extension of me and you, you know, mm -hmm. so we've taught them respect. We've taught them how to carry themselves. And that's what we expect. You know, nothing more, nothing less. So I pray that, you know, the yes, sir, and the no, sir, and it's showing the officer respect and that, you know, asking for permission. Hey, you mind if I grab my license? You mind if I, you know, my license are here uh, and, and, and look at them in the eye. I'm old school. Look at some, look at them in the eye to let them know, hey, I'm not a threat, sir. You know, I'm not a threat at all. I'm going to look you in your eye, man to man, woman to man. How are we going to do this? And I'm going to do it. You give me my little ticket. The ticket is not the end of the world. You know, you get a ticket. Hey, don't lose your cool. Don't say, hey, man, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. Keep you cool at all times because the most important thing is your safety. Because they sometimes, you know, this is not all, you know, Caucasians. They they don't understand us. So they're just, there's this fear of us already. Mm -hmm. This pre-existing fear that we're all, you know, out to cause harm on another race we're, we're out we're just bad people we just that's the narrative that has been painted throughout history if you go back and read history that's the narrative that they would paint of us and that some so for some people they've never been around us so they don't know you know so if i've taught my kids to hate a certain thing a certain food when they out in public they gonna think that food is bad because that's their understanding that's what mom and dad taught me so, you know, I just, you know, that's just a little bit. We just have that conversation. I almost always teach my son to be proud of who he is. You're a black man, and that's that's a great and powerful thing. God is giving you gifts. He's giving you talents. He's giving you something to be proud of. Uh, but most importantly, he's giving you his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And that's something that you have to, that's, you have to carry that. And you have to teach that. So I always tell my kids, hey, I'm teaching you now. Right now is dress rehearsal. You can make the mistakes now. You're in high school, you're in grade school. But when you become an adult, now dress rehearsal is over. Now mm -hmm. it's, time, it's time for you to get your own wings, for you to use what you've been taught and, and develop your own strategy. So For sure. That is definitely for sure. Um, I know that with everything that's going on and mom, I'm sure mom remembers, she probably don't even think I remember, but I remember growing up, um, we, I predominantly grew up in Caldwell Parish, Louisiana, and then moved to Chatham where I met my husband, but I remember us having race riots. And I remember when David Duke ran for governor and he was like the grand wizard of the Klan. And with everything going on and our oldest daughter, she is very outspoken and engaged and involved in um, making a positive change for, for Black people and also in the way she presents herself and our younger mm -hmm. to their understanding. But I feel like we're, we're, we're moving the needle forward. Every generation has moved the needle forward to bring us to the full light of who we are. And eventually it's gonna happen. I have hope that 
we will be able to show the world who we truly are because we are kings and queens and that's the cloth that we're cut from. So, of course, with everything that happened with George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter movement, to add on top of that, 2020 done been a beast, okay? <laughs> Man. Yeah. But with the pandemic, so with the pandemic, one of the questions that we had was with the pandemic, how has it affected your marriage? Because one of the things that I know that with the pandemic, there has been a spike, a, a significant rise in domestic violence and people losing their jobs and just people having peace of mind with everything that's going on. Babe, why don't you share some of the things that we've done to kind of navigate through this look i don't even want to call it a norm because i don't want to make it but this this season <laughs> right right uh i think you know me and mika we have you know a great team we, we we make a great team uh you know for instance you know um you know she works from home i've been working from home as well you know we take turns cooking lunch and you know dinner and stuff like that when i see she's tired or something i might go in go ahead and start cooking um so just really picking up the slack where every, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, so she see me down or see me not feeling good. She'll go ahead and, you know, and we just work really good together. I think throughout the years, we've learned how to adapt to each other. Um, another thing that I've learned is to pick your battles. <laughs> uh, you know, not everything is worth the fight or a fuss. Uh, so you have to, you know, with us being in the house, you know, I know the kids can bug us, our jobs are, you know, and bug us as well so it's easy to get agitated and the closest person is your spouse you know so you can lash out on them or you can say you know what let me walk outside and chill because I ain't even mad at her I'm, I'm mad at something else or you know so I've learned I think through this pandemic we've learned how to pick our battles and we haven't had you know as many disagreements because it's like just walk away. It ain't worth it, you know, because we, we, we stuck here anyway, you know, so that's just going to be bad. We in here in, the, in this one house together. So, hey, we got to endure. So I think we've learned to pick our battles. Um, I, I guess another key thing is really, you know, we've been trying to adjust the homeschooling and making sure the kids are logging in and doing their hours and stuff. So that's really been a challenge as well. Uh, but we, you know, we take turns kind of monitoring, you know, uh, through either through um, um, like email, the teachers send us emails of their grades and stuff like that. So I think through this pandemic, it's actually drawn us a little closer. I know we've increased our prayer life, you know, with our kids, you know, um, we would get up in the morning and we have morning uh, prayer uh, instilling the faith in them the more because we got more time together. You know, uh, we go on bike rides things like that and just kind of talk you know our communication has really increased through the pandemic um, so those are some of the things that we've kind of adapted to is just really communication and you know spending family time I mean I love it yeah. I love it so and may I say may I say once um once um you have been enclosed tightly like that. That's good how you know you're you're monitoring your children, it's homework and all. But I, I noticed that you guys, y'all had been real creative. Y'all start doing more things together. And when you have that, when you have established that together now, once you've established that together, it makes your home much, much uh at peace. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like you said, picking your battles. Once you have that that tone about, you know, this is us and let's do this to, you know, make it make it lighter or make it more enjoyable since we're confined in this area. Once you do that, it it brings a peace about your home. And then, you know, you didn't leave off the most important thing. I mean, God is the most important thing in any relationship. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. the one that brings you through. Mm-hmm. So when you have him first and you allow him to move within yourself as you mm-hmm. move within your family, then it, it, it brings a peace upon that house that you can't even explain it. You just enjoy it. Right. Very true. Yeah, that's good. I, I know um, some of the things like Ron said, us getting creative and a lot of these things came from my childhood because literally when I tell you when my mom and dad were still married, like they were best friends and we like, I thought my mom was going to be 28 forever. Cause like <laughs> we, we played basketball together as a family, which that's something we've done during the pandemic. We went camping and in the look, backyard. Look, we did, we, I did that as a kid. Mm-hmm. We played in the tent. We we camped outside with daddy. And so we did that with our kids during the pandemic. We did, we've done date nights where I, me and the kids made dinner and surprise babe. Those are things that I saw my mom doing for my dad. You know, when they would have, you know, she would cook and they would have date night at the house. And, you know, I, and it's funny, I didn't even think about it. Until now, that a right. lot of those things were things that I saw my mom and dad do. Right. Another, but, uh, go ahead, babe. Well, another thing, I didn't mean to cut you off. Another no. thing we, we've done to get creative, because we used to have our date nights. We Sundays were like our nights to, mm-hmm. you know, leave the kids at home. We just do our thing, you know. And since that's been taken away, what we start doing is driving around the city. We'll drive to some of the old spots we used to go to and, we would just sit outside, you know, and just like, man, you remember that time we were reminisce. Remember we was here and such and such. And we would sit out there and we would play our music, our favorite songs on the radio. And we would just act like we was, you know, we was in there, you know, like we were doing our thing, you know, and be like, all right, you ready to go home? All right, let's go home. <laughs> we come on back to the house and be like, man, that was fun. Like, yeah. Right, right. Mom, did you have something to add? That's from you living in a country and you, when you couldn't go nowhere and we had to be creative. And now, you know, God locked us down for a reason. People don't believe that, but it's just to bring people close. It's just to, for you to know that you can do without. Right. And people don't think that they could do without, but God showed you, you can do without. And he showed you family is all you need. And it yeah. starts right there at home. Yes, very, very, very true. Very well said. So what are some of the lessons that are or were important to you as a parent to teach your children? Mom, I'm gonna come to you first. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always feel you can tell your kids things and you can try to show them and teach them. But the best lesson they learn is the one that they learn on their own. Because you can tell them a thousand times, but until they didn't experience it, it's, it's totally different. 
So I always told myself, I never wanted to have the spirit of fear because fear is when you have it, the devil run away with it. And my biggest fear was to lose one of my kids until it happened. And that's why I say, I fear nothing. But God tell you, fear not. You know, so that was one of the things that, you know, I try to tell them, I won't tell my kids, fear nothing. Trust God. Always put him first. And he will lead and direct you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very good. well said. That's real good. Yes. So my- I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but the, the most important thing that I wanted to wanted my children to learn was to establish a relationship with God because mm-hmm. I mean he's he's brought me from so many places and I know if he's done it for me he can do it for them as well all right and when it comes down to to sending them out and letting them you know experience life that's the time that we really have to trust God mm-hmm. and, and know that what we put in them is not going anywhere. It's there. Right. It's there. It is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Babe, what are some of the, the things that you feel like have been the lessons with teaching our kids? Um, well, it's really not a cookie cutter way to parent. Every kid is different. So totally different personality. If I think about all my kids, each one of them have their own personality. So you have to adjust your parenting based on the personality of the child. Let me um, say something to Aaron. And I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> but when I used to tell my daughter that, she'd be like, Well, why you treat them like this? And why you treat him like that? <laughs> because they're not the same. And now yeah, she I see know. that. I do. Right. That's mm-hmm. true. Life is a that teacher, is like true. you said. It the is biggest lesson teacher. is life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so, you know, you just have to adapt your parenting, like I said, based on the child's personality. Yes. Um, but one of the key things that I've always taught my kids, just like you've taught, you know, us, is that, you know, to keep God first, establish a relationship mm-hmm. with him. Uh, the Bible tells us to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, think about it like this. You know, if I've trained you, this is your baseline training right here. That means if it's instilled in you, when it when it's needed, it's gonna come back to mem- remember. Right. You see what right. I'm saying? So if you don't have that training, if you don't have nothing that's a governor of your mind and your heart, you can go so far and not even know you way out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I have no baseline, I have no training, I don't know what to do, you know. But when mm-hmm. you train them to Consult God first, you know, consult him and all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You know, I know it sounds really cliche, but that's mm-hmm. what anything acknowledge him. Hey, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I, I need help. I, it may sound silly, but talk to God just like I'm talking to you. And I'm telling you, you know, when you when you when you look at life in that lens, he'll always put like they said, put someone in your path or someone if you're praying for something, he'll put it in your path. You just have to keep your eyes and ears open for it. Mm-hmm. So yes. if you pray for something and you say, well, Lord, I need a financial blessing. I know I tell my wife this all the time. She's like, oh, we need a financial blessing. Well, let's pray on it. And then what we got to do is we got to keep our eyes open because if I'm in the mall and somebody's talking about an opportunity, I may be mm-hmm. eavesdropping on the conversation, but I'm bold enough to say, hey, so hey, what were you talking about? I heard you talking to him about that. I'm sorry to butt in, 
Mika knows. She's like, babe, we don't know them people. I'm like, I don't care. That may be the blessing. Maybe <laughs> God wanted to you to hear it. Yeah, he wanted, he put it in my hearing. So maybe That's I need right. to reach out to this. I'm just crazy enough to say, man, maybe this is a guy. Only, it only take one person to change your life. One person. One person. One person, mm-hmm. one moment, one opportunity that can change a total direction in life. And that's one how I, I, I view life in that whole that whole lens. Like, you know, and I try to tell my kids, I tell Ariana all the time. I said, be a leader. Always keep your ears open, keep your faith open, and and, and go through life and try things. Because you never know what God may have for you. But if you, you use fear and you allow fear to handicap you, you won't try anything. That's right. You know, yeah. so I try to keep them encouraged. And, you know, if they going through something, hey, let's talk about it. You know, if you need some advice, hey, come to me. I'm not going to chastise you because, you know, whatever question, that's that's us. Let's talk, you know, so. That is definitely, I'm I'm glad now as an adult (laughs) (laughs) for the foundation that I had as a child. I did not appreciate it, nor as a child. (laughs) But because my husband and I were raised very sim- similarly. Our foundation for our kids came from the things that were for us um, pillars of our childhood, but also the changes we wanted to make. Um, but God being first, the foundation that came from both sides of our family has been our anchor but also with learning um, what um, Babe said about the communication, we like, there's nothing off the table with our kids. We literally talk about everything because something that wasn't there when we was in school was like social media, cell phones really didn't get popping until like we were truly like 18, 19. And that just shows how long ago it really wasn't because we're not 40 yet. We ain't that old, y'all. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> they if we don't have the conversations with them they cell phone will yeah. i would rather our kids learn things and be able to ask questions in a safe environment than to see something that somebody else says somebody posts because whoever have your ear has your mind and we want to make sure that we have our kids ear and now with having babe we have an adult child Man, it's crazy. We, crazy. We have an old adult child. Those <laughs> things are pouring out of her now. Man. And it's, yes. it's beautiful. So like we were just in high school, yeah. Man. <laughs> yes, but uh, what you just said, in your generation, I used right. to tell you that what I don't teach you, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. And now, this generation, what you don't teach him that cell phone will. Yeah, that is internet, true. The music. Yes. Yeah. And know, to like... us, as they get older, it changes. Mm-hmm. Because now they're having to go out into the world. They're leaving you and they're going out into the world. And, you know, we make, we say, you know, trust God and, you know, do the right thing. We say that. But there are times this is a time when that child is going to have to make that decision for themselves. And sometimes they're not going to make the right decision. So it's the way for the parent, it's the weight that's 
I, I'm not going to say the hardest, but it's the most challenging. Mm-hmm. It's the wait until they, you know, kind of come to themselves and realize because, you know, as a child, I was sheltered a lot. Uh, we, in my house, we were sheltered. So when we, when we came up, you know, we were exposed to a lot of things, but your child is going to be exposed to a lot of things. And like I said, you know, you have to trust God that he's going to be with them, but they're going to get in some, in places that, you know, is not going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sometimes they'll tell you about it. Sometimes they may not tell you about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you're going to have to trust God to, you know, sustain them and be with them as they go down this journey. That's what I mean. You know, it sounds easy and it sounds like, oh, that's so simple to do, but it's not. It's right. Not. It's not. Especially not. when your child is out, you know, doing things and going places, different places and stuff I wasn't experienced to. That's the, that's what I'm talking about. That's the weight where you really have to trust God and allow him to make out of them what he wants them to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know what journey they're going to have to go through in order to be that person he wants them to be. So right. while the weight is going on, I have to really lean and depend on God to do what I ask him to do. Right. And you said something that was really key and something that, you know, I often pray is that Lord extend your favor on their lives just as, as you extended the favor on our lives and our ancestors' lives. Because right. my pastor said one time, he made me think, he said that God, God cannot lie. So the promises that he's given your ancestors, they right. prayed for the generations to come. He can't right. go back on the promises. So whatever right. they prayed over your life, the favor and whatever they prayed over your life, God can't go back and change his mind. He still answers their prayers as well. So I pray that, you know, that my, you know, the same favor is extended over my kids, you know, like Lord, (laughs) open the doors that need to be open. Those that don't need to be open, close them and teaching your kids to accept the doors that were closed because it could have been, it could have been a blessing in disguise that you didn't get that, you know, whatever you thought you wanted or whatever you thought you needed, that could be a blessing and to accept that. Very true. So that segues into the next question. Moms, what was the transition like going from motherhood to Nana and grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, (laughs) motherhood, you know, my kids, you know, they was my everything. Just to always have them around you know, to grow with them, to be with them. And now that all of them gone, whoo we, I said, Lord, only depression set up on me. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, because they was always here. And that's why I always told my daughter, I said, they're going to grow up so fast. Just because they little now, they're going to grow up so fast. And now it's, it's just a feeling that you can't explain to see your kids grow up and to leave the nest but when you get those grandbabies (laughs) becoming a nana oh okay kids bye i got some grandbabies (laughs) right y'all get all out of the way my kids tapped into my shoe fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they call grand for a reason 
Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, every last one of them, you know, you enjoy every last one of them. And like you say, you think kids are different. Those grandkids are different too. Because I got from one that you can give them a piece of bubble gum and they happy to one, you got to give them $500 to make them happy. <laughs> but it's still worth it. It's still worth it just to see a smile upon their face. You know, like even my kids, even when she still want those shoes, even though she ain't 40 yet, Aaron. <laughs> it's still. Be 44, I will. <laughs> Ten days, ten days. Yeah. I take it. It's still, it's still worth it. I mean, just being a mother, it is worth every pain that you have endured. And it is, you know, until, you know, to see my. I hope God bless me to see my all of my grandkids grow up. You know, right. and you know, like you say, they might go down the, the wrong path in life. But, you know, I'm praying my kids instilling them to have enough sense to turn around. Right. You know, right. even though I'm I'm Nana, I'm still going to stand in the middle of the street and say, uh-uh, come back this way. Right. You come back this way. That's that's heartbreak lane down there. <laughs> come back this way. That's that's <laughs> devil's alley right there. You know, I'm be I'm going to be that Nana in the middle of the street. I'm going to be right there saying, uh-uh, say not today. You got the wrong <laughs> grandbaby. You right. got the wrong child. The devil's a lie. So, you know, I'm still going to be that praying Nana, just like I was that praying mama. So right. it's right. all that's good. good. That's right. Good. That's, that's true. And uh, just to see, um, like she said, it's nothing like being a grandparent. It's like when you see your grandchild, it's totally different. I mean, that that love is is channeled totally different. You can't really explain it. Right. Spoiled <laughs> offspring from your spring. You know what I'm saying? No. Somebody mm-hmm. created from what you helped create. Yeah, right. the generation. Right. It's, it's, the love is just there. And I'm like you, you know, when they need chastising or when they need, you know, blocking this way, uh-uh, don't go do that. Well, you mm-hmm. know, that's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. and I got a chance to witness my first granddaughter's graduation and it was yeah. awesome mm-hmm. it was awesome just to see her standing and being grown oh my goodness mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right she's such a beautiful and talented young woman it's just mm-hmm. I'm in awe I really am I'm in awe as her grandmother I am mm-hmm. I cherish every day of it and now yes. that I'm, I'm expecting another one, number five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Five. And be it's a uncle. Girl. Baby girl. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm super it's a happy. Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super happy. Not us, uh, viewers. Not us. Uh, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> my brother and his wife. Like we said, we have yeah. one that is wrong. I will not do like my mom and start over because again, well, hang on now. My brother is hang on, baby. Don't, don't, don't say that now because the last see. time we said that, don't say that. You remember, no, we, you remember the conversation? We, we, Lord, no, we, don't, we hope that ain't in your will, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the last time she said that, Elena came. She told Ain't Weiss. You remember that back? Yes. Yeah. Weiss was like, Y'all gonna have, she's like, Oh, you did the same spill. Okay, we need. To, I need to set up so a point to go get some stuff removed. Okay. 
Yeah, and y'all have as many as you want to have. You know, they y'all's kids now. It's right. Yeah, we've done our multiplying. We'll leave that uh, to our siblings. Oh, Lord, no. You see Gray's in his beard? Lord, Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. It's the joy of it. It's the joy of it. We That's right. All going. So, yes. next, babe, we, I, we had this conversation the other day. Uh, and we touched on a little bit earlier on the call, um, but one of the one of the final questions I really want to ask is, what what do you feel like is a the anchor in our marriage, and also what are some tips or things that you can give out to to talk about how to keep your marriage healthy? Mm-hmm. Uh, our I anchor think- and tips for health. Our anchor, first and foremost, is uh, I want to encourage young couples and couples to adapt to prayer life together. Um, You know, uh, it's it's old school, but praying together, they used to say a family that prays together stays together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just praying, getting on your knees and, you know, uh, submitting. Lord, you know, we don't know everything, you know, and being open, have an open mind. Don't think you know everything because there's things your wife can teach you. There's things your kids can teach you, you know. Uh, so be open and subjective to always learn, because we are all evolving. You know, we don't have we don't we're not born with all the answers. So it's almost kind of like you know, for men or for me, I should say, you know, there's there's a male pride, but you have to lower that pride to to learn the lesson. You know, um, you can't walk around as if you know everything. You have to always be subjective and have a heart and a mind to say, okay, maybe I don't know how to do this. Maybe I don't, you know, know how to whatever, you know. Um, so adapt to prayer life, keep an open mind, uh, always learn each other and grow with each other and remain friends. You know, I mean, hey, do the things, you know, you might have to compromise sometimes. She might like to shop. I don't like shopping. It's <laughs> kind of boring, but sometimes I'll go and just she wants me to watch her for some odd reason. She wants me to see her come out. I'm like, babe, you know, yeah, get it. If you like it, that's good. I, I like it, you know, but she wants me there to look at it when she come out so I can get my feedback. And so I have to muscle the strength to say, okay, I'm going to sit here and just look at all these clothes, you know, so I'll do that sometimes, you know, I like sports. So she watched the game with me, you know, we go out and play basketball and, you know, stuff like ride bikes and stuff like that. So, um, you know, always be willing to remain friends because one, the worst thing, you know, I know you think of, some people think of marriage is like, it's a, a duty. You a husband, you supposed to do this. You a wife, you supposed to do this. Take, take out the duties and focus on more of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Hey, what can we do? What do you do better? What are your strengths? Are you, you better handling money? I'm better handling money. All right, babe, you do that, you know, and just always flow and work together. And I think that, that keeps a healthy balance. And your kids see that too. You know, your kids are watching you, you know, and it's not all about what you teach your kids, you know, because you can teach them one thing, but if you ain't upholding and living with you teaching them, they're going to do what you showed them. Mm-hmm. You can say whatever you want to say out of your mouth. They're going to watch you. And whatever you they, do, that's what they're mm-hmm. going to adapt to. And you're going to be wondering what happened? Why, why y'all? Because they saw you. You didn't do it. They learn with their eyes. They learn with their eyes. Mm-hmm. They do. It's your so. name. 
I would I would definitely say for me, if it was an anchor that I would choose, of course, God, that's always just, that's the roof, the house, the foundation and everything. But our anchor is definitely our friendship. I can truly say that my husband is my best friend, like very, very best friend. I do have a best friend. My husband, my very best friend. And like, like he said, we, we do some everything together. And one of the things that we do is laugh together. Like we (laughs) love to laugh and it's like medicine for your soul just to find a reason to laugh together. And, you know, we like to listen to music and we truly have focused on our friendship and we were friends when we was kids when we were 16 15 and we met we've always been friends um but tips I would give is like my husband said is to focus on the friendship because after the duties are gone after the kids are gone who are you as a couple those are things that you have to think about because you can get caught up in the daily tasks and just be a task oriented person and then you get to the end of where there's no more task and it's just the two of you living life you you can wake up to a total stranger and to spend and invest that much time and to wake up next door next to a stranger that is not healthy and it is critical to make sure that you have that friendship with your spouse Um, other tips is just going out go walking together just find what and then like babe said also is that you grow I always do this thing I call TSL try something new see something new learn something new I'm an extremist I like doing crazy stuff growing up my house was a zoo we had snakes (laughs) we had rabbits we had squirrels we had a pet catfish we had horses. My dad trained horses. So I've literally seen him get kicked up over a power line. So I love roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Oh, <laughs> right. I love roller coasters. I love like I am a girly girl. Like basically, I do like to shop, but I'm an outdoor person. So like my my kids, my husband know like <laughs> the table he's sitting by. I was out walking and I seen a rock. It was cute. So I picked it up. He was like, Weird. I bet you, <laughs> he was like, I bet you found this rock <laughs> while you was walking, right? And just decided to bring it home. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. She said things like, babe, wow, look at that tree. And I'd be like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we, it's something about it, isn't it? It is. They're That's beautiful. Right. Yes. But we find our way to balance each other in those things. Like I do the things he loves. He goes along my crazy adventures. He said he will not skydive with me. He's going to film from the ground. But <laughs> we, we compromise. So I want to flip the question. Both of our mothers are divorced current, are divorced. And there was also lessons out of them being married and then also the transition of their divorces that coached us in our marriage. So Ma, I'll go to you. What are some of the things that you learned with being married and going through a divorce that you feel like can help some of our listeners out there? Well, um, you just have to kind of prepare your mind and uh, accept what it is. You gotta look at it just like it is. 
and you have to grow from there. Now, every day, this is going to be one of the most difficult things you've ever done. Uh, to be with someone for what, probably 23 years plus, and then, you know, to turn around and then be faced with without them, you know, it's, it's, it can be very, very trying at times, but when you, when you, when you um, kind of look at your, you know, you're going to go through, it's a process. You're going to go through all this grief. You're going to go through anger and you're going to go through bitterness and you're going to go through a lot of stuff, but you have to come to the real, realization that, you know, it is what it is and you're going to have to make the best of you. You're going to have to try to be the best person you can be. So you have to let go of all of those thoughts that creep into your mind and they'll creep, try to creep back occasionally, but you got to keep that, that part of, of your life gone. It's gone now and you're, it's, you're in the now. So you got to live in the now. So you got to be the best person you can be to yourself. If you're not happy with you, you're not going to be happy with the next person. Mm -hmm. So you got to find what makes you happy. Great advice. Find, find your happy. I put it like that. Find and, your happy. And you can do it. People do it all the time. I mean, you're, you're not the first and you won't be the last. Right. So just keep your head up. Keep moving in a direction. And most importantly, keep God first. Once you keep God first in your, in your life, he will help you to let go, release, and to draw closer to him. And when you do that, you find out who you are. It's doable. It really is. And I encourage you, if anybody's out there as, as divorced, um, early divorce, uh, have been divorced for a while, you know, there are things you're going to go through, but you just have to do you and be the best you can be. <laughs> do you be you? <laughs> So, Ma, what is, give us some of your thoughts. I saw you, uh, you know, with the amen, not the agreeance. <laughs> well, my marriage, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like Bonnie. It is what it is, <laughs> you know, but I look at it like, you know, with everything going on now in the world, if you didn't have a past, I wouldn't be who I am now. Mm -hmm. that's good so you know people want to destroy the past but you know i tell them that's why it's called a past your past make you stronger and it, it make you accept things and it make you realize that what you want and what you need might not have been for you in the first place right so sometimes we choose the wrong thing that we think is the best thing and it's not nothing <laughs> so i'm just i mean just being realistic because you know I always had a picture you know like you say sitting on the porch waiting on y'all to come home this and that you know yeah. you that's how you want your life to be but sometimes you know God has a different plan for you because we can hold on to things for so long and it's not it was never meant for us in the first place but we just want it so bad right. so right. it's best just to to uh let go and let God Right. You know, yeah. you have to let God just tell yourself, God has something better for you. He has somebody after his own heart for you. Mm -hmm. So just sit back and let it happen. Because if we believe and we trust in him, 
we have to believe and trust that God has somebody for us too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we make our mistakes. We just because we're older don't mean that we're not still growing. Mm-hmm. It don't don't mean that we're not still learning. Right. You know, we've seen our parents them stick together through thick and thin. So we think right. that's what we're supposed to do. Right. But it's it has to be God's will and it has to be your will and it has yes. to be his will. So, yes. you know, if nobody else don't have all those wheels, they could just go they like what they say, the wheels just keep on turning. <laughs> and somewhere, right. somewhere, you know, you have to come to a stop to have an agreement. Right. And then when somebody starts driving. Hey, you can have all the wheels you want, as long as somebody's leading the way and God is, you know, directing your path. Right. Then you know everything will be fine. But until then, wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and in that prayer is that them grandbabies are in agreement because <laughs> oh, we already God sending. I'm not even worried about the late husbands. <laughs> Look. We're not worried about the grandbabies. It's the kids we got to worry about. They <laughs> don't do background checks. So <laughs> we get ready for our clothes. My last question. This is a fun one. What song or songs best hmm. describe your marriage and or your parenting? Oh, wow. <laughs> what your- song? Go ahead, mom, if you got them. What my uh marriage that describes your parenting. My soul's been anchored. All right, my soul has been anchored. <laughs> my what's yours? Well, um praying spirit. Praying spirit. All right. We we this we got some praying mamas, babe. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, thing. we do. I like these residual prayers. So what's yours? <laughs> Song that best describes our marriage and our and parenting wow that's that's a tough one babe uh, you got me with that one i'm sitting there trying to think like what song man i don't know that's a good one huh what's that song you always sing at weddings what's that song oh uh john legend uh uh cloud nine yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like uh, I actually like uh the new guy. What's his name? PJ Morton has a song called uh When We First Begin. I love this. It's yeah. a real it's a real beautiful song and it talks about um you know that you know we finally found the love of your life and that if something were to happen if you die, you hope to find them again on 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 the next side of life. And do the same thing we did when we first began. It, it's a real cool song. No, that's song well, first begin. You getting some requests to sing it, so maybe you can come out and sing it. There's several requests in there for you to sing it. So uh, look, we'll have to we'll have to do that. We have to do that on the next segment. <laughs> I yeah, know people yeah. I cannot sing. <laughs> Having a husband that sing, everybody thought I was a singer, but I'm a professional rocker and a clapper. Okay. <laughs> Babe, you so, know you can sing, girl. Sing, sing something. <laughs> I know my areas and I'm gonna stay in my lane. You veer off, you'll hit somebody, and I ain't gonna Well, do- I don't, and I'll be your backup singer because he said make a joyful noise, and I can do that. Line, no line, line. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. 
so in so in closing I would definitely say my song for that reminds me of our marriage is music souls child love I remember when the song first came out I was pregnant with Ariana and babe sung me that song and like in our first apartment little one bedroom apartment and that is like, that's the song that I think of all the time in our marriage. Second song, mama's gonna crack up, but when it comes to parents, these last $2, <laughs> I'm not gonna Wow, so they are expensive. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Uh, woo, they stay in their pockets, but these last $2. Last $2. <laughs> every time I'm down, them last two. God, bring in a blessing. Bring in a blessing. <laughs> last $2. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you so much, babe, my mama. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you joining us during this time to talk about marriage, parenting, family, and beyond. This has been episode one with BU Live. And next week, don't forget to tune in at six o'clock because we will have other married couples that are about around our age that's going to talk about marriage and parenting and life. But I'm so appreciative to kick this series off with our beautiful mothers and I just want to say thank you everyone for tuning in and see you next week bye bye, bye. see you later